0: Everybody, what is going on? You know what time it is. You're listening to Join the Journey podcast with your host, Emma Daughter. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Join the Journey. Obviously, I am not Emma Daughter. I am Will McElroy. I, I am one of the student pastors here at Watermark. I serve with our high school ministry, Shoreline, and I am so excited to be here today to talk with you about Numbers 9. And I am joined with a, a student of ours, a senior named Jackson Hal. What's up, Jackson? Hey, guys. It's great to be here. Jackson, And why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, man? Where do you go to school? Where are you going to school next year? Where do you serve at Watermark? Just tell us some about yourself. All right. Uh, I'm a senior at Lake Highlands right now. I'm going to be attending
1: the Texas A&M University, engineering, hopefully computer science. And I currently serve in the preschool ministry here at Watermark, basically just babysitting babies. (laughs) Come on, not
0: babysitting, dude. You're training them, man. You're training them. But hey, I would love, I wish we could spend this podcast talking about Jackson's story because he has just such an amazing story. But uh, due to time and due to the fact that he has so many great observations about Numbers 9, I want to encourage you to go to the Watermark, Mark Students podcast, where Jackson was a guest, and he talked about why it is important to confess your sin. And he told a lot of his story in there. And so I really want you to go listen uh, to Jackson share his story in that podcast. But today, like I said, Jackson has a lot of great observations. In fact, he has three observations from chapter nine. We're going to talk about the second Passover, the institution of continuing to just uh, celebrate Passover, and then the delayed Passover. So the people who uh, weren't able to, to celebrate because they were unclean. We're going to talk about that. And then lastly, going to talk about the cloud that just, uh, the moving cloud that was over the tabernacle. And so, Jackson, why don't you start us with that first main observation you had about the the second Passover?
1: All right. Well, for a little bit of context, uh, the original Passover took place just before God saved his people from slavery in the land of Egypt. And then this is about maybe a year later, I think, that they're starting the second Passover, which is basically to commemorate uh, the first. And so what I got from this is that God wants us to commemorate or like show respect for the things that he's done for us, like the different blessings that we've been given. And so like a great example for this in our day-to-day lives um, and today is Christmas, just because for Christmas for any Christ follower is just a really a celebration of Jesus's birth and that's like another way that we commemorate a blessing that God gave us because God had sent his son down to die for us uh, here on earth and so that's something that we do to celebrate that that's awesome
0: <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. Yeah, I think, yeah, Christmas, Passover, like we need the, the Israelites just like us, just like you and me, we needed reminders. But there was a little problem that, that arises in, the, in this chapter because there were some people due to the fact that they were unclean, they were not able to celebrate Passover with everyone else. And I, I actually love this. When this problem arises in verse eight, we see that Moses said to them, wait, wait that i may hear what the lord will command concerning you so this problem happens and moses is like i actually don't know how to address this problem so wait wait and let me talk to god and then i will get back to you on what he says which is just a convicting to me because how often do i just spit out the first answer that comes to mind without actually waiting to hear from the lord but what what happened when when moses talked to god like what was god's response what what happened to those who had to have a delayed passover jackson well, essentially, God's response was to make a
1: way for them to still celebrate a Passover. It wasn't the same one, but he made a later one uh, that those people had the option to uh, to attend. They didn't have to, but they were able to. And so that was just a way that God, he made a way for them to come to him, even though whenever he didn't even really
0: need to. Mm-hmm. And Jackson, when we were talking about this, you made a cool point about, like, would you say you and I are the clean people? Is it easy to assume that we are like the clean people who just get to celebrate or are we
1: more like the unclean? I mean, yeah, I, whenever you're reading any book, it's really easy to assume or to like identify yourself as being like the hero of the, of the book. Uh, you're the one that's like in the right. But in this case, we're not the clean, but we're the unclean. We've sinned. We have fallen short of the glory of God, Romans 3.23. Um, and that's why we need him. That's why um, we're not able to attend the original Passover. We have to wait. Um, we had to wait for God to come and make a way for us.
0: Man, I love that, Jackson. And I love how in the same way that even though you and I were unclean, that we still get to celebrate in the resurrection of Christ, we still get to celebrate in the fact that we have salvation because just like then, God made a way for the unclean people to still celebrate. And now, just like then, we still have a way, even though I am unclean, even though I was unclean, that I can still celebrate in the newness of life because I have a new life in Christ. You have a new life in Christ. Anyone who believes in Christ has a new life in him and they are (laughs) clean. They're made clean by him, which is just so cool. Uh, But okay, there is... One last thing, we kind of make a shift away from the Passover and the narrative continues on where the Israelites, they're in the wilderness. And how do they know where to go, Jackson? Like what what miracle here happens that shows the Israelites like, hey, here is here. The Lord is showing us where to go. I mean, it's really very simple. There's cloud. And whenever the cloud would move, they would
1: move. And during the night, the cloud would turn into a pillar of fire. And so they would still be able to see it and stuff.
0: But the cloud was there, they were there. And if the cloud moved, they moved. Yeah. And what does, are there any takeaways from that for your life, Jackson, as a high school senior or as just a human today that like God is not necessarily revealing his way and his path by a cloud that is literally on fire at night like I wish that would happen you know sometimes I wish he would show me the, the path like that but that's not the reality today but for you Jackson as a high school senior who has had to make a lot of big decisions about where you're going to go this next year what does this chapter mean to you well one way that this really applies to my life is that
1: like so like I said I'm going to Annem uh, next fall and part of going to college means that you're supposed to find a roommate or like you're, are, you are going to have a roommate unless you get a private room. But I've been looking for a roommate and this has been like a really big trial in my life recently because there's been multiple times where I thought that I was going to room with somebody and they either changed their mind or it didn't work out. And that's just one of the ways that I've been forced to trust in God um, and to just trust that like no matter what happens, it's all part of his plan for me. And just like the Israelites did in this passage, because like they were trusting that God had a plan for them, that God, he had their best interests in mind whenever he was moving them around uh, through this cloud. And I mean, just like, just like that, I just have to kind of trust that whatever happens, even if it's not how I think it should happen, it's how God wants it to happen. And his plan
0: is always going to be better than mine. I love that. And I, I can only imagine that it would not have always been easy. Like there would be some days where it said that it would be a little while that sometimes the cloud remained for for a few days at a time or even longer. And I just imagine that the longer they stayed in one place that the harder it was to leave where there would be times where at least will I would look at this and be like, man, God, like we've been here a little while like this has become home. This is easy. There's a nice shade tree over my tent right now you know like this I'm, I'm chilling and then god is calling me to move but you're right they just trusted that hey when the cloud moved that it was time to move and time to go and so i can only pray that man wherever the lord calls me to move to in the future of my life that i will have that same courage just to get up and go um and so jackson I really love the notes. I love the insights you had on Numbers 9. This was an awesome conversation. So thank you for coming on, bro. No problem. (laughs) It's fun being with you. But hey, like I said, if you want to hear more of Jackson's story, which I hope you do, and I encourage you to do, go to the Watermark Students podcast, uh, listen to his story, and be encouraged. But for now, everyone, I really just thank you. It is so fun being on this journey studying the Bible together